Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. High-level blackmail in the NBA. That's what we're talking about. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It is the NBA draft later on this evening, and we have got so much today to get you ready. One hour from now, Bobby Marks will join us to go through not only the prospects, but the potential moves that we could see later on. But it all begins, Christopher, this morning with the Brooklyn Nets, which continues to be the story of the day. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. Now, you know what? Hang on a second. We're going broken arrow here. Uh-oh. I- I'm sorry. You're going we're, rogue? We're going rogue. We're okay. going off the board. Here we go. Canty and Carlin are. Christoph. At least one of us is, and that's me, this morning. Just give me a minute. You had a little time on Get Up this morning. Sit tight. I'll get okay, you in a I'm going to clear out right now. We're going to clear out. We're going to ISO Carlin and let you go off. Here's why. Consider me Carmelo Anthony for the moment. 1-4. <laughs> give me the ball. We're going to milk a little clock for a second. Woj yesterday with this little nugget on the whole Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and Brooklyn Nets situation. For Brooklyn right now, they're really navigating two fronts. One is trying to stay disciplined in their mind on a Kyrie Irving extension. Clearly, Brooklyn has been hesitant to do a long-term deal with Irving, but they also run the risk of alienating Kevin Durant and perhaps unfastening him uh, from his commitment to wanting to be in Brooklyn if... Kyrie Irving were to leave. In a perfect world, the Nets find a way to do a deal that still gives them some leverage to get Kyrie Irving uh, on the court next season. Uh, But certainly, if he's willing to take significantly less money, he could walk. He could sign perhaps that $6 million uh, exemption with the Lakers. Here's what you are hearing from Woj. Kevin Durant is making it clear If you don't give Kyrie Irving what he wants, I'm out. That's what I'm hearing. And to me, that is some high-level extortion from KD and company. Because think about this for a second. You have a guy who came here to build his legacy because he felt that he needed to go win on his terms by being the Pied Piper and leading somebody else here and convince the Nets that Kyrie Irving was the guy whom he wanted to ride with after the Nets had spent four and five years previously after a disastrous trade that brought them Kevin Garnett and brought them Paul Pierce only to lead to a second-round appearance, and they traded away draft picks for the next 10 years, so they rebuilt. They position themselves and they develop with Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen and Karis LeVert and Joe Harris and D'Angelo Russell. And they turn around and they bring in those two guys. They trade virtually all of those guys away except for Joe Harris with four pick swaps, three first round picks. And now Kyrie Irving disappears during the season last year. This past year doesn't get vaccinated. He's never around. James Harden, who they traded for, said, get me the hell out of here inside of a year because I can't win in this situation. After they had done everything they could to get Harden here, so they had a big three. So let's be clear. How did any of this happen? It all happened because Durant wanted it 
to happen. He did not step in when James Harden was trying to get out and fix the situation like a true leader would. And now, Chris, now, if Kevin Durant is going to tell the Nets, trade me, if Kyrie Irving is leaving, and he means it, and this is not just an idle threat, his legacy will be intact. It will be the most gutless move in the history of professional sports. And we discussed how he can't do this yesterday, but Chris, when I heard that from Woj, that is KD in every way trying to extort the Nets into taking all of that money and paying Kyrie Irving, and it's inexcusable. Well, here's the thing, Carl, and and I get where you're coming from. I'm not quite sure that Kevin Durant is going to follow through on whatever threats that he may be intimating, because if that was the case, if Kyrie already knew that, then why go through the exercise of bluffing and mentioning all of these other destinations, these potential teams that could be interested if he decided to opt out or if he tried to force a sign-and-trade? That's the part that doesn't make sense to me in all of this. I mean, if you knew that your greatest leverage is Kevin Durant and, and KD is going to leave the organization if you decide to opt out, then you don't have to start throwing out other potential places that you could land this offseason. Oh, that was just step one in this. Well, you KD say, now backing him up is step two. Well, KD has backed him up at every single turn exactly. since he's been here in Brooklyn. And you mentioned that he convinced the Nets that Kyrie was the guy that he wanted to run with. That's not how I went down at all. It was Kyrie that convinced the Nets that he wanted to be here and that Kevin Durant was probably going to follow him. That's what took place. And so in all of this, we want to assign Kevin Durant the leadership role because he's the better player, but that's not how it's been. It's been Kyrie. Kyrie has been the alpha. Manipulating this the entire time. It's the tail wagging the dog, essentially. And so now this is a situation that has the potential to become untenable for the next Nets over the next week But ultimately, if you're talking about both players having an opportunity to make as much money as they can to enhance their legacies and compete for a championship, I don't know that there's going to be a better place for either one of them to get that done other than Brooklyn. Oh, I I don't deny that at all. Their best chance to win a championship is right here, and they need to get that fixed. Yeah. But I don't get the sense that if Kyrie, who, let's call it what he is, he's completely unpredictable. It is not a foregone conclusion that he sits and takes the $36 million from the Nets and doesn't walk away if he doesn't get what he wants here. That's not a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I, don't, and, I don't know By about the way, that. to the point of, of Kyrie can, you know, saying to the Nets, I want him here, neither one of them would have been here if the other one didn't want it to happen. That's fair, and I'm with you on that one. Now, as far as Kyrie deciding to opt out and to take the mid-level exception that the Lakers could potentially have on the table for $6 bucks, there's no way that you cut your nose off to spite your face. You're going to take a $30 million pay cut. gave up $17 million take, for this past year. You're going to take a $30 million pay cut, and you're going to leave home to rejoin LeBron James and whatever's left of Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook? There's no guarantee that that team is going to be able to compete for a championship. But you're speaking logically, Chris. This is Kyrie Irving. I understand that, but here's the thing. I think the bluffs and the threats show you that Kyrie still wants to be here, but he wants to be here under his own terms. And the Brooklyn Nets have said, we're not going to do that anymore. We gave you three years of that, and it hasn't worked out for us. We gave you three years of that, and you know what that you returned that with us with? 123 missed games, Carlin. 
That's not something that the organization can rely on, especially when they have championship aspirations. I don't blame the Nets one bit in this. No. I, blame, I blame the Nets in the beginning for enabling this and allowing it all to happen what to get cho- to this Carl, point. You blame the Nets. What I choice know. did the Nets have? I, I blame KD more. Well, because you can, he, I think I think that's who you have to blame. He has enabled everything about all of this all along, and yesterday was another sign that he's enabling bad behavior from Kyrie and continuing to back him up. And by the way, can we just ask this question? When exactly has Kyrie paid back the loyalty that KD has shown him? That's the question that everybody needs to ask. That is the question, because think about this, Carl, and just, just take a step back and think about it. He's missed over 120 games, okay? He's missed over 120 games. Went AWOL in his second season with the Brooklyn Nets. He was gone for two weeks. Nobody knew where he was, okay? Kevin Durant still backed him, still supported him. He decides that he's not going to get vaccinated. The organization said, well, we're not going to allow you to be a part-time player. Now, they eventually moved off that stance, but initially they said, we're not going to allow you to be a part-time player. You know why the Brooklyn Nets moved off to that stance? Because Kevin Durant got healthy and he said, you know what, I want to play with my best friend. That's why Kyrie Irving all of a sudden became available. Exactly. But here's the thing, Carlin, not before it cost you James Harden. Exactly. And Kevin Durant still supported Kyrie. So, so Kyrie has made things exponentially more difficult for KD to enhance his legacy. And yet he continues and, and to And yet he continues him. to support him. And, and here's the thing, that's returned or that's repaid? by threatening to opt out and go somewhere else, the audacity of Kyrie Irving to exploit a personal relationship of friendship with Kevin Durant. At this point, if I'm looking at it outside in, and I know this is not an episode of Dr. Phil, but follow me here, this is not an equally yoked friendship. No! This is not one of those situations where both parties are looking out for one another. This is KD looking out for Kyrie and Kyrie looking out for self. At some point, if you're Kevin Durant, you have to realize this dude is undermining you accomplishing the goals you have set out for yourself in the heart of your prime. You can't continue to give that up and miss opportunities to enhance your legacy just because you want to support your homeboy. Chris, this isn't a blind spot. This is just blind. This is completely blind loyalty on the part of Kevin Durant, and it makes absolutely I, I gotta no say sense. This. I got to say this. As far as a friend goes... KD is a real one. Yeah. As far as a friend goes, KD is a real one. To the point where it's going to end up ruining his own legacy. Well, yeah, that's when we say keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. Case in point in Brooklyn right now. This is Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. There is a massive, massive moment that is coming in the next five days. And at some point, all of these threats that are being put out there, if Kyrie Irving is going to walk away, Kevin Durant has to ask himself this question. Would he ever back you up? Would he ever back me up in in that moment? He didn't back up LeBron James, and he's not backing me up here. So why do I continue to support this guy? And then, in turn, KD, who we agree, is probably the best overall player in the league right now and has been legacy hunting since he left Golden State after he got hammered for going there in the first place is about to put his legacy in the hands of a guy that cannot be trusted in any way, and it will be viewed as one of the all-time gutless moves in professional sports history to bail out on an organization that did absolutely everything to try to make this work and make you happy and make Kyrie Irving happy. And now you're just going to up and leave 
and ruin that organization and not give a damn about it. Weak. Beyond weak. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So we put the question to you. Should the Nets just tell them both to take a walk? And I know that's silly. I know in some ways that is so silly to even consider. Should the Nets tell KD and Kyrie, take a walk? Trade KD away, maximize what will be a very good return, and reset. Completely reset again. Or do they continue to deal with this silliness? That's the question for you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Angrier and angrier as last night went along, and I'm not even a Nets fan. Yeah, I'm going to need for you to take your blood pressure down just a little bit, big fella. It's okay. It's mm. all right. I understand you, Kristoff. Let's take it down a little bit. Take it down a little bit. Let's hear from you next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right. Calm down. Just a little bit. We're good. I don't know. I got more fired up in the break. I mean, we're sitting there talking to Nuno and the guys behind the glass, and they reminded me of a soundbite that we heard from Kyrie Irving when they asked him about the money that he was giving up by not yeah. being vaccinated. And Kyrie Irving said, it ain't about the money, baby. It ain't about, it ain't about the money. It's not always about the money. And yet here we are this offseason going into NBA summer, and what is it about? It's about the money. It's about the money. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. And now a no-frills ad brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Here it is. You could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That's it. See? Just a good old-fashioned, straightforward ad. See if you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or progressive.com. Canty and Carlin and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Check us out. Our new show, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern every day on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We threw it out to you. Should the Nets just tell the likes of Kyrie Irving and KD to take a walk, or do they just need to let this go at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So let's hit it right away and start with Mark up first on ESPN Radio. Mark, what do you got for us today, bud? Hello? Yeah. Go. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I hear you. Loud and clear. Let's well, go. Let's go. I, I disagree with both of y'all. First of all, Nobody knew what was going on during COVID, right? Kyrie was out. He didn't want to get vaccinated. 
all the people that came to support him, uh, they, they agreed with it too, okay? It was a lot of people in New York who agreed with Kyrie. Now, they would have um, let him win it to the championship if Giannis, if he didn't step on Giannis's foot, okay? If Giannis didn't stick his big foot out there that day. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, though. Let, let's go back a couple of years because you're talking about that okay. series in the second round. Let's go back a couple of years. Do you remember Kyrie's absence during the regular season where he was gone for two or three weeks? Can you explain right, that to okay. me? You and what, and what you, world, you, is, it, and what world is it okay for you to go missing for weeks and not notify your employers of your absence or when you'll be back? How how is that, that how his, how that how his girl having a baby or something like that? No, it's not about his girl having a baby. This was about Kyrie Irving saying that he was too upset about the social unrest and the riots at the U.S. Capitol, but he didn't notify the organization of that until he got back weeks later. How is that okay? And in what? Showed, by in the way, what, no, hold on. Let me finish, Carlin. In what world is it okay to do that to the organization that's paying you millions and to your teammates that are fighting to try to win a championship? Hey, sometimes other things, you know, do interfere. Stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and that's fine. And that's fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And that's fine. And and that's fine. And that's fine. But why can't? But why can't you communicate that? Maybe he did. We don't. No, he didn't communicate that. They said he didn't. (laughs) We know he didn't. They had no idea. You have no answer to that. That's the problem. There is a lack of accountability. Stop trying to make excuses for this dude. I'm not going to let you do that. There is no excuse for him doing that. Period. And the other problem is the the times that he did show up, he showed up at his sister's birthday party at a club. Yes, and he showed up on a Zoom for a district attorney candidate in New York City. A a political candidate, and that's like, oh, there he is. I mean, for Pete's sake, when that kind of stuff happens, if any of us did that and just disappeared, we're immediately fired. Immediately. He didn't even give the Nets a heads up. He didn't give his teammates a heads up. They were asked... Carlin, it became a distraction. They were asked a question, and they didn't have any answers. How is that okay? That's not okay. You have to be accountable to the guys in the locker room, first and foremost. Forget about the organization, because I can understand players having beef with people in the front office, maybe even not liking the owner that you play for. But you got to like the guys in the locker room that you ride with. And you got to like the guy that, who has backed you up more than anybody else. That's my whole point. Yep. But ultimately, Kyrie, in his three-year stint with the Nets, has undermined everything that Kevin Durant and the organization have tried to put together. And this is a process that is years, nearly, dec- nearly a decade in the making, Carlin. The-, the Brooklyn Nets have gone about this thing methodically trying to build to get to this point where they could clear cap space, they could have assets to attract stars like KD and Kyrie, and then surround them with the requisite talent that it took in order to win a championship. And Kyrie has essentially blown all of that up with his antics. Gary, up next on ESPN Radio. Gary, what should the Nets do here? Tell them to take a walk or fix it. Oh, come on, man. Kyrie Irving has been nothing but a head case. I'll give it to both of them. Love KD, but he thinks he's bigger than the team right now. Kyrie Irving playing with the Celtics. The first year, they were bounced out of the playoffs. Second year, he was hurt. They almost made it to the finals. Get rid of Kyrie. Get rid of KD. You could probably get a top first or second uh, pick in the draft this year if you get rid of him. Rebuild the whole organization. Get rid of head cases. Look, when we talk about rebuilding the whole organization, the only good news about it is if they were actually to trade away Kevin Durant, teams would be lining up to hand over a boatload for him. So maybe the reset wouldn't be nearly as long as last time. 
No, and you feel good about the people that would be in charge of the rebuild, right? Because hasn't Sean Marks proved that with the reclamation project that was D'Angelo Russell turning him into an all-star, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. I mean, we can go on and on about the players that Sean Marks has been able to find. It was Kenny Atkinson who helped develop, though. No, I'm not not saying it was, yeah, but but. I'm just saying the organization had the infrastructure in place. I mean, the coach is a big part of it, but also identifying the players and having the infrastructure in place to get the most out of those guys. I feel confident that the Nets could replicate that with the assets that they get in return for a Kevin Durant trade. So even though that's not an ideal situation, there is a bit of a golden parachute if you're Sean Marks and Joe Sy with all of this. Now, if Durant actually does want to leave, the leverage for Durant himself is actually somewhat limited. Here's Woj this morning, ESPN Senior NBA Insider with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He wouldn't get to decide anything, really. He'd have four years on his deal. So you talk to teams out there, the Nets would have the leverage in that because anywhere you trade him, he's got to play. And so whether it's a market that the Nets, there wouldn't really be a motivation or a leverage to be able to send you where you want to go. Now, if the player had one year on his deal or two years on his deal and could say to, you know, of course, say to a team that would trade for him, you can trade for me, but I'm going to leave in free agency. Don't give up too many assets for me. But when you got four years on your deal, they know you have to come play. And so teams are going to give significant assets to do a deal. And so if you're Brooklyn, you're going to do the best deal. That may not be where you want to play if you're Kevin Durant. Ship him to New Orleans. Ship well, him but, but, ship him no, don't ship him to New Orleans because New Orleans is actually decent. No, they're, but they're you know what I mean as far as the no, market no, no, where he doesn't no, want to be. No, but here's the, here's the point. Even the KD leverage that Kai thinks he has is not leverage at all because Kevin Durant knows what Woj just broke down yep. and Bobby Marks just broke down. I could go to Orlando. They could send me to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. And I don't want to be back there, not with what they got going on. So, ultimately, this is about trying to push the Brooklyn Nets to do something that Sean Marks has already stated that they're not comfortable with. There are going to be protections in the contract extension that they give Kyrie Irving, and it's not going to be the four- or five-year variety like he wants. This is going to be a situation where they're probably going to ask him to opt in and then give him a max extension two years tacked on to that. That's a three-year window and try to line him up as close as they possibly can with the remainder of Kevin Durant's contract. I think that would be something that they're comfortable with, and I think that gives them a safeguard in case Kyrie goes off the rails, well, which he's shown the, the tendency to do in the past. Well, it, doesn't, it didn't necessarily sound like, like if he opts back in, what, they're going to put two on top of that max yeah. or one on top of that? No, I would say two on top of that. So we're talking about because. From what I could gather, it was he opts out and they give him a two-year deal at like 40 per. And yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily be as far as three unless it had major, major protections in it for him not playing. Not well, either way, well, either I don't want to get too far in the weeds in that. Yeah. Either way, we're talking about a two- or three-year proposition. That's, yep. what, that's what we're looking at no longer than that. Because if you give Kyrie that much runway no. – He's going to abuse it, and he's shown that tendency to do that in the past. Mike is up next on ESPN Radio with Canty and Carlin. And for Greeny, Mike, what's up? What's going on, Canty? What's going on, Carlin? Uh, from Brooklyn, um, I, I like Kyrie from the jump, but what you guys are saying is a, it's a little skewed. You know, Kyrie, he didn't – He yes, the mandates made him make some decisions, but that wasn't on him. You make it sound like he's the bad guy, like he wanted to do this. All he did was make a decision to not get a vaccine, 
that the NBA made. We're, we're not uh, even really talking about that. Which, 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 is, which is cool. Yeah. But here's, here's a, a couple of things with that. First of all, that's not the part that I was harping on. But if you want to take it there, ask yourself this. How can you reconcile trying to compete at the highest levels of the sport and win a championship with not getting vaccinated, knowing that New York had a vaccine mandate in place? Never mind that the vaccine mandate didn't make any sense. It was in place. Pretty you. much every Nick and Net got vaccinated except for Kyrie Irving. So help me understand how you reconcile the fact that he didn't get vaccinated with accomplishing the team goal of winning a championship. You can't do it. But going back two years ago, hold on, yes, hold on, hold on. Let me finish up. Correct. Let me finish up. Going back two years All ago, right. Kyrie went AWOL for two or three weeks, went missing, didn't tell anybody where he was, didn't tell anybody where he'd be at. His teammates, the organization, people were trying – People, hold on, let me finish. People were asked a question of where he was. They did not have an answer. Nobody had an answer. How does that make sense, and how is that acceptable? It's not acceptable. It is unacceptable. That, that part, yes, uh, okay, that's unacceptable. That, okay, so that's, that, but that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking okay. about. Let me ask another question here. By the way, what's up? When and, and appreciate the call, Mike. If you're Kyrie, and you did all of this this past year with with the vaccination stuff to help the people that you know basically couldn't speak up, everybody who lost their jobs, all that stuff. By you not playing, what happened? Did did? All of those people get saved? What exactly was the impact of that? Isn't it possible that if it's not all about the money and it's one of those situations where you want to stand up for people, why not help them? Why why don't you hand over your money? I don't want to reach in your pocket here, but you could easily argue that if you actually played and took the money that you lost or you sat out and took your salary for this past year, the $17 million that you did earn... You're going to kick that towards some of the people that lost their jobs? Because that's making a bigger impact than you sitting out and not playing half the games this year. Yeah, that would be putting your money where your mouth is, donating the money that you did make this season from playing to the city employees that got laid off. I don't think there would be anybody that would be opposed to that, and that shows a conviction with your beliefs because you did come out and say you wanted to be a voice for the voiceless. Yeah. You volunteered that. Nobody else put that label on you. So when you say that, there have to be some actions to support it beyond just making a decision to sit out and making that public. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Magic, an icon on and off the court with 10 NBA championships, Five as a player, five as an owner, but he's more than just a baller. He's an investor, too. Off the court, he turned $40 million into over $600 million. And the real news is what he's doing next. He's betting on a completely overlooked $1.7 trillion asset class that is expected to explode by another trillion in 2026. Magic's investing partner said he thinks it will outperform stocks and bonds. And it seems like he's right, because while most people are down 5, 10, 20 percent, a group of investors putting money into this asset are up 33 percent in 2022. They're keeping their wealth safe from inflation and diversifying for the future. And you can, too, with over 400 and 50,000 members, demand is high. But you can skip to the front of the line when you go to masterworks.com and use promo code GREENY. See important regulation aid disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. There is no guarantee of profits, and investing includes risk 
of loss. That's masterworks.com. Promo code Greeny. Big fella, I got to give a shout out to Travis on Twitter because he brought up a great point. You think the Houston Rockets are just sitting back with their popcorn watching the drama play out in Brooklyn? <laughs> Knowing that all of those first round picks that they got for James Harden, if this thing goes left in Brooklyn, which it looks like it has the potential to, Houston's going to be in the catbird seat. Yeah, they are. They're going to be in a very good position. <laughs> you know, it. it <laughs> And listen, I'm not a guy that's going to root for Tillman for Tita too much, but that's, Fair that's point. also, it, it is all, he has to like where he is right now. And the fact that he actually didn't even want to give Harden what he wanted in the first place, which was to go to Philly to begin with. And he ended up in Philly anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but he got what he wanted and now he gets to watch the drama play out. There are so many of you that want to get through here. So let's continue with a couple of more, shall we? Brandon is up next on ESPN Radio with Canty and Carlin. Brandon, what's up, dude? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? So, so I just want to make it clear that uh, you know Kyrie clearly doesn't want to play, and like you were saying before, you know, I mean, you don't show up, you don't let any, your employer know. I would have been fired. You know, you 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 guys don't let anybody know. You guys be fired. That was a great that was a great point. But let, I just want to say that Kyrie can never be a part of a dynasty, and dynasties win championships. He doesn't want to win a championship. He wants to get paid. So all that bull crap that he's saying that he doesn't want to get paid. I mean, that's not about the money. It's all bull crap. Listen, That's all I have to say. It, listen, on the, on this front, it suddenly became about getting two hundred fifty million guaranteed when he has shown no sort of commitment to wanting to win a championship since he's been in Brooklyn. Listen, I don't knock anybody for wanting to get $250 no, of course million not. guaranteed. But at least a put quarter a of a billion dollars guaranteed? Of course not. I ain't mad about that. That's, that's great work if you can find it, Carlin. But I actually understand where the Brooklyn Nets are coming from. Because Absolutely. this guy has proven to be unreliable. He's missed 123 games over the last three years. And you want me to make a four- or five-year commitment to this dude, paying him that kind of scratch? Nah, bro, I can't do it. What, I, what, 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 what Hall of Oats? I can't go for that? <laughs> I can't go for that. No can do. I, I got to tell you, I'm normally a player's guy. In this instance, I have no issue with what the Nets are doing. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable battery replacement starting at just $79.99, and they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone, AutoZone. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. We've got a jam-packed show, top of the hour, 20 minutes from now. Bobby Marks will join us to discuss all of the NBA prospects tonight that are going to get drafted at the top of the draft and how this entire situation could play out. But this morning, there was one individual on this show who went off on a quarterback in the NFC, and you will hear from that guy. It's it's Chris. I'm not going to try to keep teasing that. It's you, but you got something to say. Greeny, the podcast. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know people in our lives who have done just so little when they have every resource at their fingertips. There, we all have those people. You talk about people in life who fail upward. We all know those people. <laughs> Some would say that would have been me at one point or yeah. another. We also know people that were born on third base and thought they hit a triple. Bingo. Exactly. There is someone that you took aim on this morning in that situation, and he is a quarterback in the NFC East. Have at it. Here's the thing. I didn't anticipate that I would. Right. We it wasn't having, walking in the we door. Were, I'm blasting No, we were having a conversation about which quarterbacks have the opportunity to enhance their legacy the most going into 2022. And people were making a point. Matt Ryan, because of the trade from Atlanta to Indy, Indy's got a championship ready-made team. The only missing piece in the Frank Reich era of Colts football has been the quarterback. And that's been a revolving door, right? Talking about five different starting quarterbacks since he's been there. Um, they also brought up Derek Carr's name. He was in that conversation. Who can have that Matt Stafford-esque type of turnaround this year? And so with all of the names that the guys from the KJM crew had listed, none of them said Dak Prescott. Not one. And to me, that's the guy that's got to be front and center when it comes to enhancing his legacy. Because, you know, we talked about Dak fighting to get his money for the Cowboys, having to play under two franchise tags. I'm sitting here thinking about it, Carlin. Since he's become the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, in the six full seasons that he's played, he's had three top five offenses. He's had one of the best offensive lines in football over the last two decades. He's had Amari Cooper. He's had CeeDee Lamb. He's had Michael Gallup. I mean, he's had Jason Witten once upon a time. He's had Ezekiel Elliott, who's got a rushing title. How much more does Dak Prescott need in order to have success. He didn't have the contract. That was a complaint. You got paid $40 million a year. What's the issue? Jer- Jerry Jones is not getting a lot of return on in his, his investment. In, in the seven years since Dak has gotten there, there's only been one playoff win. Yep. At, at some point, it can't be about Jason Garrett or Mike McCarthy. It's got to be about Dak Prescott elevating the talent around him. Well, guess what? This year, he's going to have to. He ain't got no choice. I mean, Michael Gallup's coming off of a knee injury. You're talking about a, a tight end in Dalton Schultz who's on the franchise tag, doesn't know if he's going to play until he gets a new deal. Ezekiel Elliott has seen better days. Everybody's saying that Tony Pollard's probably a better running back. The offensive line has seen better days. I, I'm, all I'm simply saying is this is the year that Dak Prescott has got to step up and help this team out in a big way, and there's got to be more, especially when it matters the most. That playoff game against the 49ers, you want to talk about somebody coming up small in the biggest moment? Oh. That was Dak Prescott in that end-of-game situation. We can blame Mike McCarthy all we want, but the execution, the players on the field, is what matters most. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Carlin, we got to look at this with Dak Prescott and be objective. You, Coming into last year, everybody would have said he's a top-ten quarterback. 
I don't think you're going to find many people that are going to still stand on out there on that limb and say that that's where he belongs. Oh, I would totally agree, and he doesn't belong on that limb. And, and just one thing that you said in the middle of it that really strikes home for me when it comes to quarterbacks. When has he elevated the play of anybody else? When has he made somebody else better? He hasn't made anybody else better along the way. And it's not even that he hasn't had to. It's There have been opportunities to do it. He just hasn't. So in this point, counterpoint, I will allow the counterpoint today to be uh, handled by uh, our resident Cowboys correspondent. Uh, That would be Bubba of the hashtag crew, who I'm sure has some sort of response to your attack on Dak Prescott. Bubba, the floor is yours. Well, I would agree that the pressure is certainly on, but I do feel like there was a very clear trajectory there where his rookie year he made the playoffs. Then they had a down year. Then after that, they made the playoffs again, won a game in the playoffs, which was pretty good. Then we got a new coach. Last year's playoff game was bad. There's no way around it. Last year's playoff game was bad. But I, I don't think you can look at the entire career of Dak's trajectory and his, and, his, and his tenure in Dallas and say Dak has been the problem. I mean, if you just want to attach all the blame to Dak just because he's the quarterback, I guess you can do that. But, I mean, I think if you look at Dak's stats and what he's been doing – Dak has been carrying that team half the time, majority of the time. I mean, Zeke has been a disaster recently. The wide receivers keep getting hurt. Dak is basically carrying that team. I mean, well, that's what he's supposed to do, though, Bubba. And, and Listen, I, during, during the rookie and, contract, I'm not going to complain about it. I don't disagree because I mean, he was making he was making peanuts, okay? Sure. He was a fourth-round pick. Yep. I think in the fourth year of his NFL career, the guy made something like $2 bucks. So right. I'm not going to complain about that version of Dak Prescott. What I am going to complain about is the Dak Prescott that got two franchise tags and in the first year of a brand-new deal that paid him nearly $70 million in cash. That's what I'm going to complain about. To not have more production from him that equates to his team doing more high-level winning, I think it's really fair to be critical of Dak Prescott and what he's doing right now. Because we can talk about career arc all we want. What I want to talk about is how is he going to get Jerry Jones to the championships that Jerry Jones believes he's paying for? Well, I think he had a a good last season, except for the playoffs. Now, I I agree. Well, that's when it matters the most, Bubba. We're talking about legacy. I agree with that, but you're making it sound like he he was terrible all year. Bubba, you're making more excuses than a defense attorney for his client. You're just making it sound like he was terrible all year. Uh, Apparently, Bubba. I agree. He had a bad (laughs) game against the 49ers. Bubba, we gotta we gotta go. Yeah, we're up against it here time-wise, and Bubba's taking all the time. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.